what could God do in and through you? If like Stephanie said, if you stepped into a, just an absolute lifestyle of surrender, I know that we're called for such an hour as the church to rise up, not just corporately. Hear me when I say this, don't just ride the wake of the corporate movement. You are a believer, Jesus speaks to believers. He called individual people by name to follow him. He didn't call us by name to gravitate towards a house that's branded with this name. He called us into the kingdom. Everybody say kingdom. He called us into the kingdom. And I know in every single one of us want to see justice prevail in our lands. Every single one of us want to see our coworkers saved, to see revival come to our households, to see those loved ones and family members. Now, I even have family members that are atheists, that, are, that despise God, to spit on God. I want to see, I want to see the radical manifestation of, of the love of God, the, the, the shout of the cross just come alive in their hearts. You know what I mean? It's like, you want, you've ever, if you've ever seen that when you've led someone to the Lord or, man, you've seen the reality of it. I remember the first Easter that we had in this building. Some guy was sitting just up in the back here. And uh, as soon as I gave the altar call, before I finished, he had already leaped from his feet, ran down to the front, threw his body on the floor, and just started crying and repenting to God. And I'm like, that is the light of the gospel. That is the light of the gospel. You and I desire this. No matter where we're at, no matter where, whether we say, well, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a timid Christian or I'm, I'm a beginner Christian or, you know, I've been walking with the Lord and maybe I've just, I could do a little bit more and, or whether you're just a powerhouse for God and, and you're just tearing down and destroying the works of the devil and, and coming against all that he's, he's doing in our, in your heart and your land and your, in this city and in, in, in the cities around us. But I want to share with you an invitation that Jesus gave to his disciples in Luke 9.1. The Bible says that Jesus summons. He summons. There's, there's a profound depth of power in that word summoned. That he summoned the 12 disciples to himself. If you, if you break down and, and study the word summon, it means authoritatively and urgently calling his disciples to himself. I believe God's shout is upon the earth to authoritatively and urgently gather his sons and daughters. Gather his people, gather his children unto himself so that he can summon them. The Bible says in Luke 9, 1, it goes on to say to impart authority. Everybody say authority. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Our authority doesn't come from my manufactured, masquerading ways of Christianity. My authority doesn't come from cooking up a, a brew and a stew that smells good, it looks good, but it, it ain't Christianity. But my authority and my impartation comes from, from Jesus himself. He's imparting authority to get rid of every demon, to heal every physical disease, 
every physical disease, whether it's COVID, whether it's cancer, whether it's leukemia, whether it's, it's, it's psoriasis, whether it's, it doesn't matter what it is, humanity has placed names on disease, but Jesus said, I'm imparting authority that you would heal all disease. As a summon, not just to the 12 disciples, not just to the apostles, a summoning that you would see wickedness, you would see unrighteousness, you'd do something about it. You would see sickness and something inside of you would stir. And my little girl, when she comes to me and says, God, I'm dead out, I have a headache. And I'm like, baby girl, you just need the power of Jesus to touch your head. Thank God for those that have designed Tylenol. And if, and if the prayer doesn't work, we're gonna go to Tylenol. But uh, look, do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's a shift. It's a perception change. It's who has the allegiance of our faith. That you would heal all sickness. And then he commissions them. I'm commissioning you to go and heal the sick. Commissioning. So not just summoning, not just imparting. Now he's commissioning. Now hear me when I say this. He's not just speaking to the disciples. He's speaking to you today. He's speaking to me today. I'm commissioning you to heal the sick so that what? You can demonstrate that the kingdom of God is here. The world right now needs to see that the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is here. That when the world looks upon the church, they see church doing life well together. They see selfless acts of love. They see people that rise up in the authority and power of God, walking by the Spirit, walking in the sense of the prophetic words of God. Guess what? I just stepped into... Uh, Starbucks um, on yesterday, uh, no, Saturday, Friday, and uh, I was just prepping, and I was just like, listen, I just saw this uh, lady who's probably late 50s, and her son was in a wheelchair, cerebral palsy, and my heart just started breaking, and I just said, man, I gotta, I gotta pray, for, I just gotta love on them and just pray with them, you know, and and I, I'm, I'm praying, I'm believing, God, I, the power of God is gonna touch their lives, and, and, and how many know that as soon as I, because I carry the resurrected Spirit of God. He is resident in me. He comes upon me because I draw near to him and I ask and I seek and I knock and I want more. I'm a, I'm a Holy Spirit junkie. I want more of the, all that heaven has to offer to step into the fullness. And so I'm, I'm, I'm walking. How many know that because I have the Spirit of God within me, as soon as I stepped into Starbucks, the very odds flipped to heaven. The very, the very odds of what could happen flipped to heaven. And I, I, I went up to her and I just said, hey, how, how, what's his name? What's his name? And his name was Patrick. And so I, I got her name and I just started talking to them. I started talking to Patrick. And you should have seen the smile on his face. And I said, can I pray with you? I would just love to bless you and just pray with you and let you know that Jesus loves you. And, and I, I just want, I want to, in this moment, right here, in this moment, outside of the walls of the, of the church, I just want to share the, 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 the very thing that has changed my life, the very need of humanity, the, the one who enlightens humanity from the very birth of, of every single one of us. I want to just share Jesus with you. And so I prayed a simple prayer. And did he completely physically change in that moment? No. She started tearing up and she smiled and she hugged me and said, thank you. And, but something inside of me, something inside of me started to, to open up. Man, all of a sudden, 
The summoning of the Father. The summoning of the Father. What was his, God's intent for Jesus was to come not just to alleviate sin and to create a pathway and access to, 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 to heaven and, and create a, a, a point for, uh, for believers to heal every dilemma on this planet. No, he came to destroy the works of the devil. And Jesus said, what the Father has asked me to do, I now ask you to do. There's a summoning, there's an imparting, there's a commissioning. If we really want to win our cities for Jesus, I'm declaring we are moving into a greater season and realm of demonstration that we have ever seen before. Demonstration. Demonstration. So in, I believe it's Matthew 12. Jesus is denouncing three towns, like literally criticizing three towns. And he's just, he's going after it. Uh, Corazon, Bethsaida, and Capernaum, I think he's saying that. And he's, he's just going after it, the, saying that I, in these three cities, I performed miracles. I have outdone myself. I've articulately captured in the word of God most of these miracles and a lot of miracles that I couldn't account for, but these extraordinary miracles. But what he was doing was he was, he was coming against and speaking against these three towns because the miracles didn't shift their hearts to repentance and change. And he, and he goes on to say, Capernaum, he goes, you, man, you think you're going to heaven? You're, you're actually going to be in Hades because the, man, Sodom is better off than you are at this moment in time. So what, what is he saying? What is Jesus trying to get across? Jesus is trying to get across that the, the same miracles that were produced in these three towns, man, if they were produced in Sodom, there would have been repentance. If they were produced and manifested in Sodom, there would have been change. If they were produced and manifested in Sodom, we would have seen revival in that city. In other words, that if Sodom saw signs, wonders, and miracles, and Christians rising up in radical faith, believing in the one true miracle himself, that Sodom would have been saved would have been saved wonder if you would break out in your schools with signs wonders and miracles wonder if you start to see just revival touch revival touch your school or your business or your home start to see God move in such an incredible way and Jesus goes on not just with the 12 he goes on in Luke 10 and he brings 72 72 no-names. Check this out. 72 no-names. No-names that will never be mentioned again. No-names that will ever be brought to the surface and say, hey, these are the people. No. He said, I am sending you. I'm sending you. He didn't impart them with the authority that he imparted the disciples. He didn't impart them with the authority with, uh, to cast out demons, but he just, I'm sending you. I'm commissioning you to go out. I'm commissioning you in this moment. And these 72 no-names, they, they go out and, and they come back and they said, I can't, we can't believe it, but even demons submit to us in your name. Even us. And Jesus called them lambs. He calls some lambs, he called the disciples sheep, and he calls some shepherds. But he calls them lambs, like babes, babes in the faith, babes on their journey with Christ, babes on their walk with God. But yet these babes walked into towns and cities with a childlike faith in demonstration that the kingdom of God was at hand. That the kingdom of God was at hand. And I wonder, 
I wonder, could Colorado be a Sodom and Gomorrah? Could Colorado, in a place where you, we, we, we got a fight in Boulder, guys. We have a, we have a fight in some parts of that. We, we, we have a fight. And it's not just, it's not a fight of, of, of physical fight. It's a spiritual battle that we are not to just lay down with the remote control and watch this thing happen on a television screen. But that we're to rise up. We're to rise up. Uh, one of our uh, 12 p.m. members came up to me and said, uh, this was last year, I think, or maybe the year before, but uh, he's a teacher. And so he was in class and um, he, they were doing some science project and he actually got some stuff on his hand that burnt his hand. And he looked at the student and he said, he goes, watch. He goes, by the time I get back from the bathroom and step over the threshold of that door, by the time I get back from the bathroom and step over the threshold of that, of that door, this burn will be completely gone. So he's telling me this and I'm like, okay, keep going, keep going. This is a really cool story. And, uh, and literally he goes to the bathroom, comes back, steps over the threshold of the front door of that classroom and his hand is completely healed. Why? It's because Jesus imparted authority a lot of us want to operate in the power of God, but we haven't come to the revelation of the authority that God has given. That, that, that sometimes it takes authority to start the waves. When we're in Walmarts, so we're, we're in Wendy's on Friday night, and this, it, was, it was so much fun. I, it was my first rejection in a long time. And, and I just, I, I saw this guy in the corner and, and I just, he just, I just felt the real strong weight upon his life. And I just, I literally kind of, big smile as I do, I had my City Point uh, hat on and I walked towards him. And as I walked towards him, he started going like this, like, and I just walked towards him confidently. I said, hey man, what's your name? And it was Steve. And I'm like, dude, can, Jesus loves you. Can I, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? And he looks at me and he goes, no, 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 no. And he just kept saying no. And, I'm like, and I just kind of like inched my way forward a little bit as he's saying no. <laughs> and I just, man, Jesus loves you. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I walked away. See, because I understand that I have authority. I understand that it's been imparted to me, but not just imparted. Authority comes from the commission. And a lot of believers don't want to embrace the commission because we're happy with impersonating Christianity. I can go to the store and, I can, and buy a police uniform. I can go onto Amazon and buy an awesome badge and put it right here. But that does not make me a police officer. In the same way, we've got to stop impersonating our Christian walk, impersonating as believers and start being imparted with the very authority that Christ died and raised, was raised again to give you and I. That it is possible and, oh, but I'm just so young in the faith. Read Luke 10. There were 72 babes. Jesus said, I'm sending the lambs out into the wolves. 72 people come back. And I love this. Man, the authority that they walked in, the simplistic authority, guess what it did to Jesus? It put joy in his heart. The Bible says that he was exuberantly joyful. That Jesus was like, yes, that's my babes. They're, they they had lambs and the wolves, but man, they're they trampling and exercising authority as the lions that they're called to be. 
because I've called you to be a lion and the devil's a snake and the devil is under your feet and that lion will trample on every snake, every scorpion. Oh, when you start to see from the impartation and the commissioning, when you start to see, man, that we have the authority, the ability to, 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 when we find that authority, we find our assignment. When we find our assignment, we find the, 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 the ability to just start to, and so many people want to, so many Christians, I, I, what saddens me is so many Christians are happy to reduce their ministry to what they do best. We reduce our ministry to what is easiest, what's good. I'm successful at that. The Bible says our gift will naturally make a way. You can be a sin and your gift goes without repentance. You can be doing whatever you want to do, living life, going on Sunday, living life, and yet you're successful in the business sector. Uh, you're, you're doing life because our gift makes a way. But God is saying, God is saying, come on, give. Like give your, like allow me to use the, the, the gift. In Matthew 28, Jesus said, he reappears to the disciples and he says, you know what? This is me, this is me paraphrasing. He goes, you've kind of been under the umbrella, umbrella of my unction. You've walked in my power because in the beginning of his ministry, the heavens were rended and the spirit of God like a dove came and rested upon Jesus. And it was from that unction that was released on the planet. It was released in demonstration where every single person that Jesus, even, even crazy, how, how crazy is this? That Jesus only did what he saw the Father do, but yet he was walking through the city and, and the crowds were pressing against him. And some crazy lady with a blood disease for 12 years decided to press through the, the, the crowd like Jackie Chan and touch the very hem of Jesus Christ. And something was released. So Jesus is saying to the disciples, you're under the umbrella of my unction, but you need your own power. I know you all want to walk in the very authority and power of God. I know you do. There's, there's a craving inside of each and every one of us to do what the Father has asked us to do, to outwork it and, and to see. And I'm not just talking about praying for the sick. I'm not just talking about raising the dead. I'm, I'm talking about the vision that God has of you the ability to, to take the authority that God has given you in that ed educational sector, to take the authority that God has given you in the medical realm, to take the authority that God has given you on the seven mountains and start to, to uh, operate in the dominance, the lifestyle. The, the world is begging to taste and see the, that believers rise up in dominion and start to deliver a demonstration, a radical release of signs, wonders, and miracles. Amy, Amy McPherson, what did she do? She built the Angelus Temple in the midst of an economic crisis. We are in the economic crisis, but I am not part of this economy. I'm a part of the kingdom of God's economy. So guess what? His economy is unlimited. I don't care what the gas prices are. Every time I swipe the card, in Jesus' name, I thank you for that gas that's now in my tank. I thank you that it's going to get me on my way where I need to go. It's, it's your keyboard that makes this, it pulls it out of me. It's your fault, Dave. Gosh. But he says, you need your own power. You need your own power. I want to clothe you. I want to, I want to wrap you with, 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 with the idea that, you know what? The authority is like a badge, but the, the power is like the gun. And sometimes you have to pull out the power. 
Sometimes you do, you have to pull out the power and you have to exercise that authority. And some of you need to stop negotiating with the enemy. Some of you need to stop, a policeman doesn't go up to the car and negotiate with that person that needs to get out. Um, sir, could you please? I don't know why I'm English, I'm English again, guys. But sir, could you please? I want to go home and have a, a tea and a biscuit. Please, just listen to me. I'd love it if you could just follow my, my authoritative orders. Now, Jesus, Jesus was so declarative that even the one he loved named Peter, he declared, Satan, get behind me. You've got to stop negotiating with the enemy. And like, like, okay, I, from the beginning of the elections in 2020 and then 2021, I've, I've, I've shared this from the platform that I got so consumed that I had to turn the TV off. So consumed, I had to turn everything off and kind of just reset. But now I've learned how to turn it on but not be infected by the negative news that's coming at me. I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to, to, to be uh, completely enamored with what the devil is doing on the earth. I, I, I'm not going to, to, to be astonished. I'm not gonna give him influence in my agenda. I'm not gonna give him the influence that he desires because the enemy loves to, if you haven't noticed, it's like why, this is so stupid. This is deception here. This is, so, what, 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 can't believe that she's saying that and the whole nation's listening, what? The, 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 because the, the, the enemy loves to leak his plans. The enemy loves to distribute what he's gonna do because guess what? He wants to create a reaction out of you. He wants you to react and step out of faith and into timidity, step out of faith and into cowardice where you are now in a puppet in his show and production that he wants you to be rather than someone that's been born again in revival, in a place of stepping in to the more of God and demonstrating. As for me and my house, devil, you back down and you get under my feet. Come on, spiritual, oh, come on, somebody. Spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare is as easy, spiritual warfare is as easy as sitting down at the dinner table getting ready to feast because he prepares a table in front of my enemies. Check it, check it. Everybody say check it. I don't know why I said check it, but I just asked you to say check it. See, so when you, don't be infected. You've got the authority. You've got the power. Don't be infected with the negativity and all the chaos and all the rumbling and all, and all the war. It's the war's real. Pray. Urgently pray. Clay just put me on to someone that's actually in the Ukraine at the moment. And I mean, this last week they bombed a, a, a hospital with children. And kids are being taken out. And it was just, it's horrific. I mean, for me, I want to see it. I don't want to be uh, masked from it. I don't want to be uh, uh, just a, oh yeah, it's not happening in my nice comforted, nice little Northern Colorado life. But I want to stay, I want to stay in that position that my King has summoned me authoritatively and urgently to cast out every demon, to heal the sick, commissioned me, said, this is your assignment now. The Bible says, heal the sick, raise the dead, open blind eyes. In other words, I am not giving you a choice of when to do it. As soon as your eyes see it, it's your responsibility. 
And I'm telling you, like I said two weeks ago, my little, my little eight-year-old River, I just love her faith. She is just a little ball of fire. We're in Shields. Now, I, I, told, I think I said this to you guys, but we're in Shields. And she literally ran after every single person. No one had an option not to get prayed for by my eight-year-old daughter, River. You don't have an option to be void of power in your life. You know why you're void of power? Or you feel like maybe you, you just, you, you're out of the assignment of God or you're not, you're not truly fulfilling it? It's because... 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I have not given you a spirit of cowardice. I have not given you a spirit of intimidation. The enemy wants to intimidate you, literally restrain you, a jujitsu chokehold on you, coerce and force you into submission to a place of dormancy where the very gift of God on your life is now dormant, unusable, neglected, discounted, overestimated, undervalued. And now he's got you in this place that is all woe is me. It's all about me. It's all about comparison rather than about Jesus and others because the very grace of God that is on my life, the very gift of God that is on my life, the very authority, the very power of God that's on my life is not for myself. It is for others. It is for others. What could God do through you if today you said, spirit of intimidation, I tolerate you no more. I will not be bullied. I will not be bullied into submission. I will not be bullied and, and, and thrown into the corner and told to be silenced. I will not stop believing. I will not stop caring. I will not stop giving. I will not stop coming. I will not stop showing up. I'm just gonna show up and show up and show up. And I, I might not lock the job. I might not lock my boss because that my boss likes to use words and, and the spirit of intimidation likes to use words. And, and if he can just surf on those words and get to people's hearts with that intimidation, that spirit of fear can come upon you. If just the, the, if CNN and the news anchors can and just get that, get that spirit of intimidation on those words. I can use those words to bring people into a, into a subjection, into a submission of, of, of this. If I could just do that in their lives, they're going to they're be restrained from the very gift of God, being elevated from the very gift of God, being on the city of the hill, shining. Just like, just like Solomon, Man, the kings came before him to sit at his feet because of the gift of God. How much more could God do with your gift because the spirit of God is resident inside of you? because the Spirit of God is active and alive and well inside of you. Church, we're doing this together. Let's stand to our feet. If I could have the worship team out. Let's put our hands towards heaven. Right now in this moment, come on, from the front to the back, left to the right. Right now in this moment, I want you to do some, some, some business with Jesus. From any area of your life, any arena of your life, that you've allowed intimidation, it's because you have not brought it and crushed it at the cross. If there's fear, if there's cowardice in your life right now in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Lord, we, we, we come and we say sorry. We come and we repent of, of any area of in our life that we have allowed the spirit of intimidation to, to cause a restraint, to, to cause a, a forceful coercion of submission and causing our gift to be asleep dormant, unusable. 
discounted, ignored. And Lord, we're sorry. And Father, right now in this moment in this house, Lord, we sever that. We, we break and we bind any word curses that have caused the spirit of intimidation a, a doorway in. Right now, we close those doors by the power of the blood of Jesus. Right now, in Jesus' name, close the doors from parents, maybe friends, coworkers, bosses, Lord, uh, spouses. Lord, we close those doors right now in Jesus' name. We will not be intimidated anymore. God, right now, we, 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 we accept your summoning. We accept your Luke 9 summoning, your impartation of authority, Lord, to cast out every demon. Father, I pray for a gift of discernment on this house like never before, that this house will rise up in such a discernment and sensitivity, Lord, that when we walk into any four walls of any building, any sidewalk, any street, God, something in that place is gonna change because of the power of the Spirit of God on our lives, and we will not allow the enemy to relinquish the very gift and authority on our lives. And Lord, we just thank you for the commissioning to demonstrate. Father, I just pray that we would be demonstrators of dreams in this place. Demonstrators of that wild, crazy, mind-blowing, only God can do this. I need the endowment of God's grace, his holy ability to just endow me, Lord, so I can do otherwise what I cannot do. Lord, just, just let your grace let us drink of your grace. Father, so I thank you, Father, for the demonstration of dreams in this house. Lord, the demonstration of husbands loving their wife like Christ loved the church, wives loving their husband, the demonstration of, of parents being patient with their children, raising them up in godly and biblical and righteous ways. Lord, the favor to have conversations even in teenage years. Lord, we just thank you, Father. Lord, the, the, the ability, not a, a masquerading man-made impersonation, but no, the endowments from heaven itself. I thank you for the grace to demonstrate. I pray for the holy discontentment to fill every heart in this room, that as we walk out of these doors, Lord, every single one of us will carry the burden of our heavenly Father. The compassion of his heart for humanity around us. Jesus, we will be the agent of change for Northern Colorado, for Colorado and beyond. In Jesus' name. Let me just encourage you, our youth are in good hands. Uh, this last Tuesday night, um, a life group met and Tawny is one of the youth leaders and she had 15 girls and all the girls decided to not meet at their house, but I wanna meet at the Starbucks over here. And so what do they do? The 15 girls, these are youth, middle schoolers and high schoolers. 15 girls said this, I don't wanna meet and go, you know, and, and, and just do the same old thing. I wanna come together, pray, and then hear from God and then go and pray for people. So if you guys have ever heard treasure hunting, um, all it is is that they just ask God, show us a few things. They showed us Target and they showed a, a, a lady with glasses and a certain lady with colored hair like this or this, this, and this. And, and then they went to Target and they found every single one that God showed them and they prayed for them and sowed seeds and just, just like an M16 of heavenly seeds just being sprayed all over. Just Sorry, I'm in a really weird mood today. In this house, God is summoning you, 
not just to do the work of the kingdom, but into a relationship. And so I want to knock on the doors of the hearts of those people that don't know Jesus Christ in this moment. From the front to the back, left to the right. And I'm talking about someone that you may be here in this room, but you haven't truly surrendered your life to Jesus. It's not time to, 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 to kick around. It's not time to run away anymore. It's time to truly seek and be in devotion of a relationship with Jesus. He loves you so much. His grace covers it all. My friend, you can't do anything that, that just abhors God. He hates sin, but he loves those hearts that are surrendered. He loves every one of his children, and he wants you to come home. He's knocking on the door of your heart. Would you, would you make the, would you make, would you respond to the invitation? Would you give your life to Jesus today? Online, you can comment us and let us know, but we'd love to. On the count of three, if that's you, if you want to surrender your life, repent, say, God, I'm so sorry. I want to, I want, I want to receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I want to believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I want to say this prayer today. If that's you on the count of three, I'd love to know that's you. One, two, three. If that's you in this place. Make sure everybody in this room has had the opportunity, the invitation, in Jesus' name. Awesome. 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 Well, Lord, I just thank you, Father, for this house. I thank you that uh, we are stepping into just greater measures of your glory, Lord, individually and corporately. And I pray, Lord, that as, as we continue to say yes, Lord, to the assignment, to the summoning, yes to the impartation of authority and power and yes to the commissioning lord that we're, our eyes are going to be changed our, the, our our worlds will open up the purpose of god will come alive and we'll start to see the need of this world and the hope is only in you jesus we pray this in your name and everybody said amen let's give god a shout of praise